Paddy and Maz, the podcast. G'day, this is Paddy and Maz, and this is our podcast for week ending Friday, February 23rd. Good afternoon. Oh, wait, it could be the night. It could, could be, be the morning. morning. Oh, that's the beauty of a podcast. Could be afternoon Could be three in the morning. You could be just getting home from the nightclub. Bloody good luck to you. Oh, that's yeah. what I was saying. Look, and hopefully in all that, you haven't got the hiccups. Oh, oh, oh no, if you do, Dr. Maz is here to help you out. Thank God I was here. I don't. If I wasn't <laughs> here to cure your hiccups, it worked, by the way. Oh, Nobody gave not. me. No one gave me any credit. I'm sorry. You had a hiccup outburst in the middle of the show. I cured your hiccups. I also almost died laughing. And no one gave me any credit to say uh, that the hiccups hey, actually hey, hey. dissipated. I, it worked. I called you Dr. Maz after. Also, look, the similarities between me and Travis, I call him TK. Some You might know him as Travis Kelsey, the squeeze of uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's uncanny. It is uncanny what we have got in common. There's there's one thing that I can think of, yeah, and it's it? a stretch. <laughs> It's a stretch. Have you seen him in those tight lycras? <laughs> no, no, not that kind of stretch. <laughs> Attack my animals and oh, go and look at it. Well, that was a fun segment. <laughs> and also, oh, mankinis. We looked at mankinis. We didn't look at mankinis. No, no that's misleading. No. I did not look at any mankinis, but we discussed one person who wore a mankini once. That's all coming up on our podcast for this week here at Triple M. Patty and Mass, the podcast. Imagine dragons on the coast zone one seven point. I know, I know. I don't want to happen. That's um. Yeah, I think you just are you good? Maybe the banana or the apple I ate on the coast zone one seven point seven. Is that what you call it? I call that inhaling. I sucked it down, did I? You did. It was that apple had no chance. Nor did the banana. Against your chompers (laughs) on the coast zone. Now good hiccups. Coast zone one seven point seven triple M. I think I have got. How do you? Okay, How do you hic- stop hip- hic- hiccups? Okay, there's a couple of ways you can do it. So put your hands above your head. This one, two, one three, doesn't involve water. Hands above your head. What, yeah. You're going to breathe. I'm going to tell you what to do, then you do it. Uh, you've got to breathe in, hold yeah. it, then breathe in again, and then breathe in on oh, top on, of on, so three on, wait, 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 big wait, wait, breaths on top of each other. Slow okay, it down. ready? What do I do? Breathe in as far as you can. <laughs> oh, <I'm>, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so breathe in. Someone said red cordial. Oh, you know what? I've tried the red cordial. Your skull red cordial. Just breathe in, then in again, then in again. No, that's out. Well, how how long do I have to hold it for? But every time I do it, I want to burp again. You do your story, and then I'll just tick up along the way. How long do I hold it for? What? What are you loving it? Then I can't follow simple instructions. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you? Is that what you're laughing oh, at? I've lost what are you, it. Oh, what are you laughing I'm crying. at? Crying. I'm sorry. Patty and Mass, the podcast. You know, I did get attacked by Maggie's. I used to get attacked by Maggie's riding my bike to footy training all the time. Oh, did you? Because that's what we're talking about. You, you look like the kind. Like yeah, when I, I first met you, I was like, I reckon he's been attacked by a yeah. few magpies. And, it's just a vibe yeah. you give off. And I'd laugh when other people got attacked. I know I shouldn't have, but we did. Oh, is that wrong? If you it is see, because birds, 
birds can be a little bit hectic. And if you see somebody that's got a slight bird phobia getting attacked by a bird, it it, it's if you film that, that Look, that would get a run on Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> because we're looking at the dingoes that have been There's attacking been everyone. A couple of a couple of tourists have been attacked. I wouldn't say attacked, but it's not quite mauled. But they've just had there's been a be careful. couple of incidents with a few dingoes, and we thought one triple three five three. When have you been attacked by an animal? Never feed them. Hey, Lucette. Hi, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. animals attack. What happened? Um, I grew up in country New South Wales on a farm, and I was only about maybe seven, and my dad was marking young pigs, and the mother pig heard the baby squealing it come racing over, and one of dad's friends seen it coming, and so he come to the fence and grabbed me, but the pig nipped me on the butt. Oh, yeah, on your bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, about seven and, you know, two foot nothing. Did you get stitches? <laughs> um, no, it didn't. It just sort of it pulled the skin, but it, I didn't need stitches. But, right, um, okay. Yeah, yeah take by. I, I, had a, I had a sore butt and had to lay on the my back. Did. Yeah. For yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Take by pig. Yeah. It was scary. Of course, I what bet I mean, it was. Take by pig. the bum. God, yeah. <laughs> We've got Blenny from Blue Haven. G'day, Benny. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, oh, hey, Benny. Good, mate. Um, this is a good Benny from Blue Haven. Oh, I yeah. can tell. Uh, yeah. tell the <laughs> Attack my animals. What happened, Benny? Well, I mean, I've been bitten by dogs three times before. Oh, um, wow. I, I mean, I still love dogs. I mean, I nearly lost a finger when I was 10. I've been bitten riding a bike. Um, but you, you've got to really feel for the tourists who were, who were attacked because... When people think Australia, they think crocodiles, venomous snakes, sharks, spiders, all these dangerous animals. It's like, you know, we've had Mick Fanning nearly get attacked by a shark. We've got Steve Irwin who used to wrangle crocodiles and snakes. These tourists are going to go home and these people are going to be like, oh, so did you fight a kangaroo? Did you like, you know, red-bellied black snakes? And they go, oh, oh, we were attacked by a overgrown wild dog. <laughs> dog. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you've got that in funnel webs. I know why do people come here on holidays. Now that you've said it, Ben, I'm really confused ben, as to why we're such a hot tourist spot. Ben is not the ambassador for Australian tourism. <laughs> not at uh, all. If you're listening, but, but you've got visit a good Australia. Yeah, visit Australia. You got a good point, Benny. Patty and Mass, the podcast. Oh we're my just... God, Robbie! Patty, <laughs> he ma- he was eating lasagna and he managed. I don't even know how he did it. He got he flicked. Oh, he managed no. to like accidentally flick the fork, and it just landed on his nice white t-shirt and on oh, his crutch. Yeah, he's a hey, mess. I, I'm I'm really good at that too. Every time I put on white clothes, I I I, I get stained all down the front. So that's why I try to wear black. Robbie, is it a man thing? Because my missus says every white shirt you have, honey. Is is stained, and then our copywriter walked up and said, "My dad gets beetroot stains over his clothes, and he doesn't even eat beetroot. <laughs> so it must, be, mate, it must be a man thing." I think so, mate. It's uh, I don't know if we're just so hungry, we we uh, we forget about the small steps, but um, yeah, I always miss that. I always miss the mouth sometimes. Pa- Patty's incident was not hunger related; it was coordination related, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, that is why I don't ride motorbikes, mate. Uh, Seriously, you guys, and I've known it's been a long time since you've been riding now, Mm. you guys are bloody mad, mate, mad. 
yeah, I tell you what, the body's taking a toll. I was telling my mates the other day, I'm like, I'm 42, but I feel like I'm about 84. So. <laughs> what is, out of everything you've done, motorbike-wise, you know, because you've been with the Krusty Demons and, you know, you've been free, free cross motorbike and freestyle kings, which you're doing. Mate, what is the worst injury you've had? I mean, I, probably when I snapped my leg in half, it was pretty gruesome, you know, to see, like, oh. in between my knees, snap my arm the same way. Those two are pretty worst ones, but... I've actually had a lot of like big head injuries where I've stopped breathing and stuff. They're always scary. So, um, See, the, the, that's the thing that terrifies me slightly is when you hear you hear of the injuries that can be and as a mum of a four and a half year old boy, Robbie, we're really this is my wheelhouse now. My little one wants a dirt bike for his fifth birthday. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, it's already begun. Yeah, you just got to put on all the safety gear. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, main thing. I would love. It would have been preferable if you had have said, "Yeah, definitely don't buy your son a dirt bike mask." But uh. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think it's a it's a great life lesson because you know you always have these little spills. Mm. As as you got and they um and you have in a safe environment and and I mean the main thing with little kids is other people you know getting in their way or hitting them and stuff like that. But you have them in a safe environment. It, it teaches them those little spills. You fail, you get up, and you keep going. And I just yeah, I always refer back to them about their bike, you know, with their schoolwork or whatever they're struggling with. I'm like, hey, on your bike, you, you fall over, you get up, you know. So it's, I think, it, and it's so much freedom. Like, they're so excited to get on their bike every time. It's, I think it's just great for everyone to have a motorcycle, but I might be a little bit biased. Yeah, well, he's got his little Spider-Man BMX at the moment, and they've just opened the mini pump track down at your minor skate park. I cannot get that kid off that pump track. He is frothing uh-huh. on it. So it could be a Hot Wheels bike next, and then maybe the dirt bike. We'll, we'll take it in <laughs> stages. <laughs> Yeah, keep his pads on. I mean, a lot of the kids, like my kids, they want to be cool and not wear their pads. But I'm like, the day you don't have them on is the day you need them. And mm. uh, I, but luckily nowadays they make some really cool stuff. Like, ah, oh, Willie's got some really good pads available. And I mean, get them on the kids, and then they can go to have fun. And and then the little skills they have, if they think cut themselves, it's um, you know, not a big. Robbie, with everything you've done, I, I want to go back to it was I think the 40th anniversary of Eva Knievel's jump. The fountains at Caesar. Oh Palace. my God! Um, we've got some audio here. Oh my God! Here we go. Well, Joe, I have to tell you that was an absolutely perfect landing for Robbie Madison. He nailed that one. The sweet spot we talked about. He made it look so easy. 98.34 metres on a motorbike. Up, mate, up, up the side of a goddamn building. <laughs> mate, it's just mate, ludicrous. Do you have any fear whatsoever? <laughs> uh, looking at that, you'd think I don't, but, you know, I'm scared on the dishes. <laughs> oh, mate, don't, don't worry about that. I dropped my phone in doing the dishes the other day. Oh, uh, and I did. Now, and also, I, I loved what you did on the, um, on the like, with Vin Diesel. In the what was that movie? Was it uh, Return of the Xander Cage? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, that was just brilliant. As you rode the motorbike on the ocean, that, wild. that scene is phenomenal. Yeah, it was cool to be a part of that. You know, the, I mean, all the Hollywood things I've done with um, with Venom um, and, uh, and obviously Trip uh, with, with Daniel Craig with um, Skyfall. Um, they're all cool. I think that one was awesome because they, you know, they saw that invention I made with the bike on the water. We got to do that and it became a good part of the movie. So it was definitely a lot of struggle to make that scene happen. Um, but it's, uh, it was really rewarding, that's for sure. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Is there anything that you got, you, you've gone in my career? Oh, God, I wish I would have done that. 
Well, I'm working on the final piece of that one that I really want to do. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that I've uh, dreamt about and, and wanted to do since the start of my career. It's a big idea. It's something that um, wasn't possible for a while, but now we have the technology to make it possible. And I'm working hard on that and trying to bring it to the public's eye uh, in 2024. Uh, sorry, 2025. And what's that? What is it? Can you give us a clue? Tell me it involves a uh, chopper. Tell me you're going to yeah. launch off a ramp and go through a flying chopper and then come out the other side. It's not that, but oh. it's way. It's going to be the gnarliest, coolest thing ever. It's going to hopefully we get the world's attention, and we're just going to drum up the support and the, the people to make it happen. And a lot of work on, um, but you know, we're on tour here. I hired a project manager to help manage um, while I'm out here in Australia on tour, and um, I just really, for for now, I need to try and get my mind just set on being president of the shows. And yet, you know, what we have with the Freestyle Kings is such a, it's such a cool tour, and and so I just really needed to be able to turn my mind off from like getting this project going and be able to focus on on this tour because i mean we're just i'm so excited that we're going up the east coast of australia and be family up there where we're just on for a, a really cool journey of this and robbie is, is the fam come along for the shows i think the last time you're in gosford your son is riding in these shows Cruise. as well Cruise, Cruise is doing an attempt at gosford on the 24th is that true yeah, so Cruise is riding, and also the middle brother Jagger's just joined the tour now. Oh, Jagger's sick. really riding so well; it's so cool to see the little guy out there, and he's boosting, he's following his brother around. So we've got the Madison Boys segment in the show, which is really cool. And I obviously come out and open Cruise and Jagger turns later in the show and goes to the backwards. So it's uh, the shows. The shows evolved a lot, and I mean the level that we're at last week in in um, in Hobart was the same um, all the way Central Coast here, Sydney and Canberra and Wollongong. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. And I know, like at the uh, the Freestyle Kings show, which is at the Industry Group Stadium here in Gossy, uh, Gossy Good Times twenty fourth. Cruz is uh, your son is attempting to the world's youngest backflip on his oh dirt my bike. God. Yeah, I mean technically, it's like there's the other kid that's done it a bit younger, but um, Cruz is the only kid in that age group that's doing it consistently, touring it. Like these other kids have done one here and there. Cruz is doing them like you know in practice and getting ready for it, and he's been he's been really working hard. So. There's never been a young kid ever touring doing backflips on a motorbike. So he's the youngest in the world to do it at a show, which is awesome. And uh, and I, I have full faith in him. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of stress for him. It's a lot to take on at such a young age. But I'm so proud of how he's you know holding himself and composing himself. And you know, we've done a lot of lot of work back home and. And now it's time to show Gossip what he can do. Robbie, when you're planning your family holidays, do you specifically avoid Vegas in case the boys see one of the buildings and goes, oh, gee, I might like to ride my motorcycle up the side of that? <laughs> I do avoid Vegas, probably for some other reasons, but, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, there's... Um, they, they've seen it, man, and then I even look at it and they go, Dad, what were you thinking? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'll just... I'll, like I just really was motivated to make it happen. I, I mm. committed to that jump without even having a practice of it. I just realised it was possible, and I went along with it. It was a lot. But uh, go there now. One day I'll go back there when they're a little bit older, and when Rocco is older, and we're just standing there getting a family photo. It'll be a cool one. That's sure. cute. Mate, you've done, Love that. You've done everything. You're and an absolute legend <laughs> to do it. The Freestyle Kings live show, Gosford Industry Group Stadium, 24th of Feb. Action packed, seeing the world's class freestyle motocross athletes. Mate, who are some of the other stars joining you? Motorbike riders joining for this show. Well, we- we have the best in the world. We got Pat Bowden, who's absolute just a freak on a bike. Uh, Rob Adelberg, he's X Games medalist, the, the most medalist. Um, Callum Shaw, who just rides at an insane level, and then we got uh, Lance Russell and Ryan Davis, the amazing riders. Chuck 
Forest is a local. I think Dane Tenard's coming out with us. And obviously got my boys. And we also have the crowd favourite, Uncle Ronnie Mack, with Clown on the bike. He's so funny to watch. So a lot, a lot of um, cool stuff for the kids. Uh, family also there's the gnarliest you're going to see and you have the BMX guys um, Harley and uh, and Bill Devitt and Ellie Chu for the females Ellie's got some double backflips the BMX guys is probably one of my favourite things because they just send it there's always crashes so a lot of cool stuff to see so get your tickets come I think there's some passes we're going to give away too, right? Yeah, yeah, we've been giving your passes away, uh, family passes throughout the course of the weeks, and we've got more to go to see this two-hour spectacular. And if you haven't seen it before, you'll just be in awe. You just go, how do these Maddies do it? It is it's sensational. So Freestyle cool. Kings, Industry Group Stadium, 24th of Feb. Uh, Robbie Madison, it has been an absolute pleasure, mate, talking to you today. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, keep that. Um, keep the lasagna off your shirt in future. <laughs> Oh. Look, if you've got anything, if you've got any good solutions, how to get lasagna out of your clothes. Oh, just wear, just wear black thank next time. Oh, thank you, Robbie. <laughs> you, know, you had a beach towel and you tuck it into your shirt and you had the beach towel all the way over the front of you. And then you, you... <laughs> Robbie, that's what I'm doing next time, mate. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Thanks, bud. Patty and Mass, the podcast. Well, look. Reading this morning, the Sydney housing market, as we know, is wildly expensive with nothing new. But a sign that nothing is sacred in the Harbour City when it comes to property burial plots are now being sold for a hundred thousand bucks. That's outrageous. You, have got, I'd want to live there. That is outrageous. If I bought something for a hundred grand, I'd want to be there. That is insane. But not in a box. I'd be wanting. You want to be alive? Alive, exactly. A yeah. hundred thousand. And it's like my mate. We and like death is something that we all should discuss. Well, it's look. Part of life. We all are. It's the one thing that you can guarantee. It's going to happen to ta- all of us at some point. And taxes. And taxes. Two things. And he said to me, he said, he ain't having a funeral. Oh, he's, okay. He's already told his missus. Yep. He said what he's going to do when it happens from the morgue, he'll go with the get cremated, get the uh, get it in an urn, go home. And if people want to go to a pub later on and, and celebrate, kidneys, that's it. And sure. he said it's going to cost, I think it was about no big deal. three grand or something like that. Who would pay a hundred grand? That is outrageous. For but people a burial get, plot. people do get picky about what they want to have happen after after they've passed on. Yeah. And I I have given Glenn some pretty strict instructions on what to do if I should go With first. You. Oh, one triple three five three two. If you want to join the conversation, have you decided what uh, what is going to happen? So this in the is event of? my plan. Okay. Um, and Let I me hope get my that, pens poised. Well, Glenn's it's already in the will. So oh, no, it's, oh, I want to change. And you're not the executor, so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, this is not up for discussion. So I have said that mm-hmm. I would like to be cremated yep. and I would like there to be some celebration of life event. Right. And then what you can do actually do. Do you want people do, to rock up to, to the cremation? Uh, I don't really mind. No, I don't really mind. But the main the main event will be the celebration of life yep. where people can come. And what you can do is with the ashes, you can actually get them turned into fireworks. Yes. And so. Yep. seen that on uh couple of shows. Yep. So at the celebration of life, at some point, Katy Perry's firework will come on very loud over the and speakers then and then in the I will be the fireworks display. <laughs> right. Okay. And go out with a bang, so to speak. Literally going out with a bang. You know what I want to do? With I was wanting to be married, buried and Kurt said, no, oh, no, no. don't get buried. All right. Okay. I'm not going to. And with my ashes, you can get them um, made into, into a jewelry, ring, into a diamond. Or into you can get stones made. You can have a little stack of stones at some 
you can keep them in yep. your room or in your house. There's yep. so many options I, I, with I the like, ashes. I like the jewellery thing because that person or the people in your family can wear that. Yeah. Um, I like that idea. Yeah. So uh, okay. so there's many different ways. There's many options. And, and cheaper. Worth, way cheaper than 100 grand. I think funerals are like weddings. You mentioned the word and well, cha-ching, 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 up it goes. It's, it's a thriving business. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sadly. And never any complaints. Well, and they're never going to run out of customers. No, they're not. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Patty and Maz, the podcast. We are talking about ruined surprise after this happened on TV. Oh, so this good. is funny. This is so good. Uh, BBC. BBC. <laughs> oh, I like the BBC. I've listened to the BBC. Uh, and, and what um, they say. Stefan was having a conversation about the thing with the weather lady. <laughs> yeah. What happened then? <laughs> what happened? She ruined a surprise. <laughs> oh, truth. <laughs> so, what have you got up at the weekend? Anything exciting? Oh, my niece's surprise birthday party. Oh, that's so, lovely. Yeah, so that'll be nice. But not a fun. surprise if she's watching this. Oh, goodness me, I've spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> she went to swear. She did. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly did just then. Too. Yeah, I know. We're looking at uh, how'd you ruin that surprise? One triple three five three. Hey Chris, how you going? Good, thank you. How you doing, Maz? Yeah, good. Did you ruin a surprise? No, quite the opposite, actually. I'm <laughs> okay. such a such a cocky bugger that um, years ago. I or uh, I arranged a sort of surprise fundraiser concert sort of thing for my late mum-in-law when she got sick. Yeah. And uh, and I advertised it all over local radio. We had like posters on social media and so and posters in windows and on poles and everything all around the areas where she lived and worked, knowing full well she would have no idea that it was about her, even though I had a name on it. Oh, and, that's uh, great. <laughs> yeah. so- <laughs> Did interviews on radio and everything. She had no idea. So, no. so was she just oblivious to everything, Chris? Absolutely, mate. I, I went away for a week once for work, and then and told her that I'd been arrested and was in lockup for a week, and she believed that like most terrible woman alive. You uh, are hilarious. I mean, that would have been a lot of fun too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was great. Like, I, I, I just was so cocky and sure that she wouldn't pick up on it. And she and, didn't. Um, <laughs> and you would post us out. Oh, yeah. Right, that is funny. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Mazzy Shane Rose attended the Wallaby Hill Extravaganza last Sunday in the state southern Highland where he participated on his horse in a fancy dress competition but his choice of costume did not please equestrian officials. Now, I've seen this photo. Yeah. Oh, this, this is, is funny. It's, it's a man in a mankini That's right. riding a horse. The three-time Olympic <laughs> equestrian medalist <laughs> wearing a mankini. It was a fancy dress. And you know what? If someone says fancy dress, you can wear anything. Oh, Prince Harry went to a fancy dress party when he was at school dressed as a Nazi. He I did. mean, that made front page news as well. And, and it, it wasn't the best choice. So Rosie uh, wear this, wore this fluorescent orange mankini, helmet and boots in a stunt. <laughs> helmet that's on his head. Oh. Uh, in a stunt which offended some attendees and now has led Equestrian Australia EA to temporarily stand him down from competition. Oh. But he was hoping for Paris. Oh, my goodness. So. Uh, Is it because, like, uh, the Equestrian? Equestrian world and horse oh, riding is a bit. Oh, they're uppity. It's a bit fancy. Oh, yes, they are. And so, oh, because I oh, think mankini. I mean, it, look. Look on the right person. Yeah. If you know, you've got the producer's wear one. Producer Zach, you just go, oh, geez. Uh, his fish eyes hanging out and all that sort of oh, stuff. Dear. Anyway, but look, so on the event, he got bronze uh, with that one. So <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well done to him. So he's definitely not 
going to the Olympics because of that well, stunt? Well, well, it's um, he's he's they've written a letter um, saying, "Hey, listen, I apologise um, by the action and all that sort of stuff." But oh, look. Come on, he wore it was a fancy dress. It was fancy dress. Has a man Keeney ever got you into trouble? Would love to know. We were joking when we said, "Has wearing a man Keeney got you into trouble?" We were joking. Anyway, Ray from Gosford's called. Ray, Ray. Morning, mate. Good morning. How are we going? Okay. What has? Um, hey, well, what happened? Back in my my UK days. Yeah. Um, I lost a bet. Forty weekend away. So the deal was whoever lost the bet, it was between 10 of us, had to wear a mankini, run down George Street in the middle of the city, go to the deli friend shop and get a baguette for everyone <laughs> and come back. <laughs> were, were you fitter then when you had to wear this mankini? Mate, I was fitter. I've actually still got a photo of me in it. Like, you keep I, it. You keep it. You Ray? hold it. How did you carry the baguettes back from the Deli France? <laughs> I was a little bit, I was a little bit out of shape. I was sitting there going, "Hang on, look at these big, long, foot-long baguettes, and look at me, like here we go." <laughs> um, see, build it and they will come. Thank you, Ray. You're into the draw for two hundred and fifty dollars for call of the week. We draw that on Friday, mate. Don't worry, guys. Have a great day today. Thank you, buddy. Good on you, Ray. Patty and Maz, the podcast. 20 days ago, that mum, Samantha Murphy, went missing from Ballarat. It's huge news. This is major news. It's been dominating the headlines ever since she's been missing, and it's it's a real head-scratcher. Yeah. And we now have a local man involved in the search, and he is a tracker, Jake Cassar. Jake is a renowned bushcraft teacher, youth mentor, environmentalists, and he also, when people go missing or even even animals sometimes go missing, Jake gets involved. That's what he's doing. Jake, good morning, mate. Oh, good morning. How are you going? Yes. We're good, buddies. Good. You're heading down there now, are you? Yeah, I wish it could have been earlier, but, um, yeah, the community's been communicating with me for a while and I've been helping to coordinate the ground search for about a week now. So they finally said that they'll, um, they'll shout me a plane ticket out there. So here I am on a train. And um, about to jump on a plane to uh, to Victoria, yeah. Jake, 20 days, that's a long time for someone to be missing, mate. That is a long time, but, you know, we need to stay open-minded that whether or not we find Samantha, we might find something which could assist the authorities. The other side of it is to try and keep the enthusiasm going. Often when these things die out, um, you know, hope fades with that, and, and I'm there to keep the enthusiasm going and, and help coordinate the search for Saturday as well. So, Jake, when you get down there on arrival, what's the first thing that you do? Have a look at some of the thick, bushy areas. Um, the community's got maps and that ready for me, so I will go into some of the areas where you know, joggers have gone and where we know Samantha's gone in the past, and I'll just try and come up with an idea of whether it's likely that she could have found herself lost, if there's tracks that you could find yourself lost in the bush there, and I'll, I'll be able to ascertain fairly quickly whether certain areas have been searched or not. If it's really thick bush, I'll be able to see whether it's been disturbed, even if it is over the last 20 days. So I'll be looking for that. I'll be communicating with as many people as I can. I do have a contact uh, fairly close with the family, so I'll be trying to decipher what's BS and what's what's legit as far as evidence goes and doing my best to get in there like a like a ferret in a hole, I'm going to leave no stone uncovered. And, and Jake, Samantha, she ran quite regularly. Was the area that she went missing, was it known to her? 
yeah, so it was quite well known to her. And um, interestingly, and a bit, um, that's a little bit scary that uh, someone was attacked there on the anniversary that she went missing just a couple of days before that. Someone was attacked in a very in the very same area that she reg- regularly goes running. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be looking into that a little bit more. And, and again, just spending as much time as I can. I'm only there for three days. So I'll be from, from dusk till dawn. I'll be, um, I'll be, you know, you know, all night, all morning, as much as I can. I'll be out there, you know, trying to cover as much ground as I can. Our local mm. Jake Cassar from Jake Cassar Bushcraft are heading to Ballarat to search for the missing Samantha Murphy and hope an outcome is achieved. Jake? Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Paddy and Maz, the podcast. Today's a big day around here because we've got our team bonding day. We sure do. Can't wait. Yep, staff team bonding day. It's um, it's been organised by the powers to be yeah. here at the radio station. It's the whole. It's not just us that do the radio bits. It's all behind it's the scenes. It's all the behind the scenes Produce, team. I was wondering why producer Zach was so happy because he's dyslexic and he thought it was a team bondage day. <laughs> and he said, "I'm ready." He came in, you know, with all the whips and that. Oh, <laughs> that explains. I just thought <clears throat> he was doing a bit. The fishnets oh. and the the leathers. No, I oh. said, "What are you doing, mate?" He said, "Team bondage." I said, "Mate, no, bonding. bonding. Team bonding." He went, oh, never mind, I still wear this. But at these team bonding days, you always have one show off, and I reckon today it's going to be Maz. Um, (laughs) How very dare you. There's always someone at a team bonding day. I'll do it, I'll do it. I'm not the show off person. I know know listening to this radio show, you probably think that I am a big show off, Mm. but I am actually quite introverted. When I'm not not. on the radio... no. I don't love. I don't love getting up and doing park. the bits. I don't want to stick my hand in no. a box with a reptile in and it. If Billy Collett from the Australian Reptile Park says we need someone to tie these frozen chickens around your waist, it's not going to be me. And run through the crocodile pit and as we go, <laughs> oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm you not going to do it. I'm not That's doing that not either. Me. But team bonding days. I don't know whether they work. Uh, but we'll find out today. We look. I think the main thing is like I already have a bad attitude about it, yeah. but I'm trying because I said yesterday just to some on, of the girls, it's just not on air either. I just said to the girls <laughs> yesterday who we work with, I was like, oh, I really love you guys. I I really love working with you. I don't want to hang out with you see, at the reptile park. See, for the a day. team bonding day for me would go to Star City, then go to uh, Porky's. Okay. And King's Cross. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's a that, team that would end up being the team bondage night then. That would <laughs> oh, end up in a different it, way. That's where Zachy's just put his hand I'm up. I'm happy for like I I'd just like get us around a nice lunch. That'd be yeah, good. But it's, it's all yeah. the activities where it's going to be a little no. bit awkward, and then we get someone's going to get embarrassed, or someone because See, we're going to the reptile park, someone's going to slip over in a poo today. You of course just they know. will. And then you're going to be the person in the office that slipped over. And on everyone's the going to laugh at you. Oh. No bonding about that. But what we want to know from you today on one triple three five three team bonding days for you. Uh, what did you do? Was there something out of the box? Yeah, and or maybe you're a boss and you've had to organise this for your team because you want them to bond together. Maybe you've organised a team bonding day. What did you organise and what went wrong? And has something gone wrong? Because this mob around here, uh, when we're, we've been owned by different companies, and they made our crew do firewalking. And I, I, I wasn't there. there. And I'm there, be buggered. I am not going to walk across hot coals oh, no, for I team would, bonding. No, firewalking's great. I would love to. Firewalking's great. What does great. it achieve? So it, you can walk on coals. It's a sense of achievement. So I did the Tony Robbins firewalking, like the right. big old, the big one that he, that Oprah did, that one. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. Did she do firewalking? She did firewalking. For team bonding? For, I think she did it more for ratings. Right, but. Okay. <laughs> Because I look at all those people who took part in the team bonding firewalking uh, episode, and none of them are here. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, Did they have the opposite effect? No, I think they all just went, I'm not going to do any more bloody firewalk and I'm a, getting out of this joint. There's a mass exodus after the firewalk. That's why we're yeah. not doing firewalking anymore. And a anymore. lot of blisters. But uh, one triple three five three. yeah, what did you do? There, there might be something funny you did. Oh, please let us Team know. Team bonding. Benny from Bluehaven. G'day, Ben. Hey, Ben. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good, good. good, mate. This is the good Ben. Hallelujah. Hey, good Ben. What did you have to do for some team bonding? So about six or seven years ago, um, I worked in Newcastle at a frame and trust place, and the boss said one day, tomorrow we'll knock off early. It's going to be a hot day. We'll go to the beach, then we'll go to the pub. Um, it was 40 degrees. Uh, three guys decided to walk across the sand with no shoes on and ended up with blisters all over the bottom of their feet. <laughs> See, that's fire walking in itself. <laughs> Isn't it? That really is. That's the cheap See, version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And third degree burns on their feet. Ouch. And they still went to the pub afterwards. Of course you do. Well, yeah. Patty and Maz, the podcast. If you think Patty and Maz had great ideas all the time, you'd probably be wrong. It's now time for the Wheel of Wishful Thinking. We love doing this. And what it was, because quite often we put our ideas out there to our boss when we have our team meet. They're really hopeless. And so we said, can we put the dud ideas on the wheel and on the little wedges? And if it spins around on that wedge, let's prove that this idea may have worked. It might not be all that bad after all. So the wheel of wishful thinking gets a spin on a Thursday. Okay, Chris. And we come up, you know, say with topics, we say, oh, what can we talk about this? And Jace goes, no, that's stupid. What, and it's, oh, look, it's landed on. Oh, this is a good one. Other people love, but what is what is it that you have no oh, interest in whatsoever? You're right there. Okay. Can I'm you just, read it? Yeah, because it's on the bloody side. You try and <laughs> okay. read. It's uh, the topic on 13353, which we will take calls on this morning for yeah. the Wheel of Wishful Thinking is. Other people love, but. What is something that you have an interest in? No interest that, in. No interest in that other people love. So ever. So for yours? me, it's NRL straight oh, out of the gate. So how I know. Dare I know. You. I'm sorry, but that's you. the one that springs to mind. You guys love your NRL. Yep. I have no interest in it. I'm not opposed to you liking it, yeah. and I love that it, it does its free. thing. Judgment but free. It's just not. I'm not going to spend my time Mine is, watching NRL. Everyone loved this, and I tried to watch the first episode. I couldn't even get through it. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know why. People did love it. I didn't Absolutely get into it either, but Game people of Thrones. did love that TV show. And so you did what I didn't even watch an episode. Watched part of an episode and went, oh. Not for you. And cricket. <laughs> because oh. <laughs> if I need anything to find out, if I need to know, cricket, Justin Avendano, our sports guy. He's got it covered. I think okay. my, my sort of love of cricket is the same as yours with the rugby league. Yes. So and we want okay. to know. So what is something that you have no interest in that other people love? Hello, Sean and Jillaby. Good morning, Maz. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you going? Oh, she's blessed working with me. Oh, something, uh, like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> On the wheel of wishful thinking, we're looking at this morning. What is it that you have no interest in whatsoever whilst other people love? Oh, celebrities. And this whole following celebrities and you know, hanging your whole life on what somebody else is doing. Mm. Seriously, okay. get over it. Get over it. Are you talking Taylor Swift? <laughs> so there's number one. Let's start from there and keep going. <laughs> it is a phenomenon, though. It, it Taylor is Swift, unbelievable, she has but... eclipsed, I think, every wow. other celebrity. But it's, now it's, it's pretty just, wild. You know, it's just too much now. You just go, okay. I feel like once they start tracking private planes, like we've gone a little, <laughs> like there are people that have dedicated their whole working day to tracking 
private planes of celebrities. Say, I feel like it's gone too far. Get a life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Get a life. Yeah. Surely there's better things to do out there than worrying about what everybody else is doing. Yeah, that is true. Patty and Mass, the podcast. And we had our big bonding day at Australian Reptile Park we did here from Central Coast Radio slash Triple M. And I finally found out what everyone's name was. It was so bloody good. <laughs> when yeah, I it's only because we all wore name tags. It was it was so good. It was really Hello. good. <laughs> Julie? <Yeah. laughs> and so I go up. It's not just our team. There's no. a whole there's a sales yeah. team. There's people who work in IT and technology and creative. So it was the whole the whole sort of staff were all there, all together at the Reptile Park. And it was fantastic. It was really fun. We it had a really, really good time. Good. There was ah. some trivia. We had to identify which poo, poo was from yeah, which we animal. Poo. That was fun. Oh, that was wrong when Zach got on the table. I just thought, oh, our producer. Yeah, I mean, mate. Inappropriate, Zach. Come on. It was from the animals of the, in, of the Australian Reptile Park. And we're just going, it's oh. so embarrassing. But one thing that was quite embarrassing, because I'm not a fan of snakes, well, I just I, don't like snakes. Who is? Spiders. Not, you know what? I can handle handle a spider, Mazzy. No problems whatsoever. Touching when it, oh, a spider. I don't want to touch a spider. Oh, I don't want to touch a spider. Oh. You know, I want to put my foot on the bar. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> But they called you and I, <laughs> you and I, had to go and they had this massive snake. They bought this snake. I've never sna- held oh. such a big snake in my life. First of all, um, this lovely chap who worked at the reptile park carried over this thing in this giant pillowcase. Oh, and we I knew were, it was a snake. We were all like, obviously, yeah, that's, that's a not snake. From Sa- that's like, not a Sanders sack That's not there. a wallaby. No. Like, we get that that's not something cute and furry that no. we're going to get to touch. They ripped out this ginormous snake. But, oh, my gosh. When they took the snake out of the pillowcase, I was I did not expect it to be that giant. And they said, uh, we need two volunteers, Patty and Maz. And you just go, oh, come on. Of course we get called up because, well. Because they just wanted, because people hate us around here. That's the <laughs> only thing, the only reason we got called up. I wasn't super, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't super excited about it. Like, I don't need, I'm I'm good. I was like, I'm good. Anyway, they made us and put this rotten snake around Mazzy and his neck. How Didn't tall was this thing? Like, Oh, it was taller than you. If we, you, if yeah. I stood on your shoulders. Taller than that. Yeah, still. way, way, way taller than that. And this is what giant. happened. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's there's a head that I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's really moving. Look. Oh. Oh, my God. I mean, like, okay. Go to Maz. <laughs> Can you get away is from it? Is it happening? <laughs> I just hate snakes. That's all. Don't say that one. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. snake. <laughs> I love snakes. This is kiss. Kiss. Yeah, because of her kiss situation. Oh, yeah. Can we? Are we done? Are we good yeah. now? And the thing was, this snake, because uh, you held the tail, and I had to hold where the head was, and oh, it kept when, bringing its head up to my your throat. Face, yeah, and I'm there. Oh God, I know. Anyway, it wasn't. It wasn't my. Uh, look, it was a. Um, it was a good experience. Very I'm going to put so. it down to where well, we were given an opportunity, and we took and I, it. I, we took it, and I think that's the right attitude in life. And if you're a Central Coast business or a company, whatever, and you want a team bonding day, go up to the Australian Reptile Park. It was really good. We it had was lunch really after and all that sort of stuff. It was really good. It and thanks good to all the crew who looked after. I saw Ranger Mick up there. But yeah, the, everyone there is so fantastic. And I did learn. I learned Me a too. bit too. I learned too. a bit of new stuff, which exactly. was cool. If you want to see the video of Patty's face with when we had the snake around our shoulders is probably the best bit ever. It's on our socials. Go and check it out. Mm. Patty and Maz, the podcast. But luckily there was no track work 
and there was no storm last night oh, when no. you went to a gig. Because we flew down in the Beamer and we parked in P1, baby, at Kudos oh, Bank Arena. Yeah. And so I went to see Matchbox 20, but before Matchbox hit the stage, the Goo Goo Dolls performed. Did you hear the Goo Goo I love this film clip too. Was it the first time you've seen the Goo Goo Dolls? I saw them the, probably the last time they were here, which yeah. was a very, very long time ago. Yeah. And so um, this is probably one of their biggest songs. They sang, this was the second song they did. They were on stage bang on at 7.30 and this was the second song out of the gates, which meant pretty much the whole arena looked about 99% full for the support act, which just created such really a great vibe. Really good. The Goo Goo Dolls were fantastic. They did hit after hit. They were wonderful. And then they have to, you know, they strike the set. They've got to move all the mics and do all the things. And so there's about a 20-minute wait. Bump in, bump out. They're all doing that all that on the stage. Yeah. We're just sitting there eating our salt and vinegar chips, just, you know, oh, waiting. Did you take them yourself or did you buy them? Oh, no, we actually bought them there. What were they? Because we had um, thousand bucks. We had chicken wings in the car on the oh, way down. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did they at the arena? <laughs> your grubby, greasy hands. <laughs> we are so classy, Glenn and no, I. No, no, no. You, no, you are um, seriously. Matchbox Twenty. They yeah. are. I have to say, they have been one of my favourite bands yeah. since their very first album, since their very first song, mm. and I've seen them a few times. Um, it was Glenn's first time seeing them live, and they were just. Epic. They did not disappoint. It does. It feels like they are as good as they were back in the day when they did their very first tour for this album. Someone, someone, or some. Wait, what's the album called? I forget. Have they still got all the same band members <laughs> as what they like had it. when they first started? So no, they've got. So they've got the three original guys. So yep. um, his two guitarists and Rob sings. He jumps on the piano for a bit. His two lead guitarists and him, they all write together. Yeah. And then um, the the extra members of the band, they stole one of Miley Cyrus's guitarists, he said, and I think their drummer is like a session drummer. Mm. But the band were amazing. And then you've got lights and all of the bits and pieces. And they did a cover of an Australian song as um, well. They did. Uh, did they? Didn't they? They did knock, knock, oh, knock sorry, down no, heaven's they, door. I, sorry, wore a t-shirt. What was the t-shirt? Oh god, sorry. yeah. I was like, did they? Were you there? No. So, um, so they did all the hits, right? They do, they do Mad Season. They do Unwell. They do Push. They do hang three a.m. Three a.m. Three a.m. What about three a.m.? And so, what do you change into? They do some new stuff, some old stuff, and then um, it was great too because Rob Thomas was like, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We're going to play the rest of this song, which was, I believe, Long Day, which is my favourite song. Yeah. He goes, then we're going to leave the stage and you're going to think that we're going to leave and then you guys will need to lose it and go crazy and then we'll come back oh, and yeah, do a few yeah, more hits. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what they did. did but yeah. when he came back on, yeah. he changed his T-shirt and he was wearing an NXS T-shirt, oh, which right. I thought so was a really lovely shout-out. didn't sing an Australian song. No, they didn't the do. No, that was, you really don't listen to anything <laughs> oh, I say. I've been busy today. What do oh, you say? What have you been busy? Doing your job. So out of out of uh, out of ten, what would you give the gig? It was an eleven. They were that good. They were unreal. It good. was it was so good. And I did this thing where I said to Glenn, I'm like, you know, I've got to get up early in the morning. So when they come back for the encore, let's listen to one song of the encore and, rack off. and then we'll, and then three songs into the encore, I'm like, it's fine. I'll just be tired tomorrow because we loved it so and much. She's ended up being cranky. <laughs> Patty and Mass, the podcast. Oh, God, I'm disappointed. Why are you disappointed? Well, I'm going to do the Freestyle Kings tomorrow. I can't wait. Oh, okay. See the Freestyle Kings. But before that, we're going to go and have a few beers with a couple of mates of mine. 
Yeah. I do have friends. It surprises you, I know. I, <laughs> sorry, I just need a moment to process that yeah, information. Just, okay, take your time. That's um. Take your time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Can't <laughs> wait to meet them. They must be really awesome people. <laughs> No, so you're catching was, up with some mates. I was going to play some thinking music for you. Hang on. <laughs> just sorry. Just, on. You've rattled stay, me. You've really rattled me here. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you say, first catch, double check? Yes. So, you've got friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we oh. go. But you wouldn't bloody believe it. What's, got, what's wrong? Why so you I had to go and see Dr. Dean yesterday because of the, you know, the mole that I got cut out of my back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he had some stitches out. Had half them out and they got another half out oh, next good, week. Good. And it's all good? It's all oh, healing okay? Well, he said, oh, there's a little bit of uh, discoloration, so oh. on antibiotics. Oh, and, no. And I know. No you go, beers mate. for you. I know, and I'm like, God. So I've got to text my mates today to say, I'm drinking lemonade. You're going to have to be on the yeah. lemonades, my friend. So I don't know when I, you know, how I go stupid and all that sort of stuff. And I go, oh, I had a few beers. Oh, yeah. What am I going to use now? I know, you're just going to go, oh, I was just beating myself. <laughs> Excuse me, what am I going to use now? I don't know. Oh, disappointing. Why oh. does that happen? Because you can't drink. No, you, you no, absolutely you cannot okay. drink right. um, when you are taking antibiotics. Please do not. All mix right, okay, I those won't. Those two things together. Okay, just behave yourself. All right, this weekend I will. Okay. Patty and Naz, the podcast. Subscribe now, and you'll never miss an episode.